Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Big Trust, woo-woo, Chris Bisignano. Great to be back, buddy. How you doing, man? Jerry, I'm doing good. I hope everybody's safe, man. And um, listen, it was, there wasn't much to talk about last week, football-wise. And uh, here we are back. Uh, we got some things we could throw around, right? Yeah. As camp gets closer, man, well, it looks like it's a little over a month away. So let's let's hope that uh, the plans stay on track. Good stuff. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of Twitter activity on the Giants, and you know, buddy, the reason I like doing this with you is you bring up stuff that a lot of times I don't think about, and I mean that, right? Like I I have a stupid memory with certain things, and I remember old plays, but there's there's elements of this game and coaching and and players that you will bring up that I'm like, holy crap, I didn't think about it. And one of them was today. And Mm -hmm. you put out a tweet and you said, how valuable is Jason Garrett? Well, think about this. What if Coach Judge, you know, God forbid, gets COVID-19 during the season? He'll be out two weeks. Well, guess who's going to take over the reins on the sideline? Jason Garrett. It's something, dude, I never even thought of that scenario. And I know that's right. uh, like in this day, and, well, and, and I, maybe I should because, you know, all you hear is that season's going to be postponed. There's only going to be two preseason games. But it is an interesting scenario and it's a nice backup plan along with Patrick Graham as well. Um, it's a, it's nice to have that kind of security if something like that does go down. You know, Jerry, it, I was listening to the radio and um, they were talking about the COVID and all that. And you know, obviously the NFL has a whole protocol, what they want to do, right. training camp and health, you know, doc, being guided by doctors and all that. Right. Yep. As a matter of fact, the Giants actually put out a video of what they what they're doing in the building. Right. Right. And they haven't even talked about us yet. But the media, I mean, I'm sure that's coming in a few weeks. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, Jerry, and I'm saying to myself, man, you know, what would happen if a coach got COVID? Right. 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 So, then I'm, so then I'm thinking like, you know. What if Joe Judge, like they're gonna they're gonna test people, probably like every other day. They're gonna do your temperature, the whole deal, right, Jerry? Probably, probably gonna be every day. It might be every day. You might be right. You yeah. you probably are right. Yeah. Um, say, say Judge tests positive one day. Right. He's gonna have to go. He's gonna have to be quarantined right. for two weeks, right? Right. And I'm saying to myself, holy crap! You know, all 32 teams have to be talking about this. Like, yeah. hey, what if uh, Mike Tomlin gets it, right? Right. Um. And then what happened? So I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that. To the other day, I said, what? This is something that should be talked about because there's a good, I mean, maybe not a good chance now, Jerry, the numbers are down, but there's still a chance people are still getting infected with this disease, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if Judge gets it, wow, who does he hand the reins to? So I put Jason Garrett over Patrick Graham. I know Patrick Graham is the assistant head coach. I mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking along the lines of, well, he has a coach on his staff right. that is coming off a 10-year run. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Dallas Cowboys. Patrick Graham has never been in charge of an NFL game, right? Right. So I know he's the assistant head coach. So I was just saying, I would think, now I could be wrong, and I'm gonna ask Joe Judge this when we start getting back in the building about, you know, if he'll reveal the plan, because I'm sure they're talking about this, right, Jerry? Yeah. Um would he go to Jack Garrett? I would assume he would, only because Jason Garrett obviously is more experienced at running a sideline line during an NFL game. Right. You know what I mean, Jerry? Right. But the the point was, wow, you know, this could happen, right? Yeah. It could happen to Garrett. Now somebody else has to step up and call the plays, right, for two weeks. Yep. This is what's so unique about this season. Um, it's you know, it's something about not being insensitive to a guy god forbid anybody gets the virus right? I, yeah i mean we have to make well, up our, we have to make up our minds on this is this contagious or not so your scenario yeah. is something that could play out right i mean it's something uh, of course we don't want anybody to get the virus but it could happen and it's right. something that's like wow maybe we should talk about this because every team could be facing this dilemma. Yep. And, for, and for anyone saying if it happens to a player, well, it's pretty simple. The backup goes in. I mean, if it's Daniel Jones, it's Alex Tanny, probably. If, oh, Paul McCoy. Colt, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Colt McCoy, I'm just joking. Uh, you know, God forbid it's anybody. It's the backup. But when it's a coach, what do you do? Who is it? You know, and, and I just thought it was a good thing. You, I thought it was a very valid tweet that you brought up and interesting responses, but it is what it is. It's a valid 
it's a very it's a it's a possible scenario and we have the we being the giants have a backup now i guess no thought to freddie kitchens in that scenario chris uh you have a better chance of probably me being a head coach <laughs> against the uh cleveland browns or something than freddie kitchens you know <laughs> good stuff but jerry yeah um and i'm not a hundred percent if that scenario ever played out god forbid Right. I'm not 100% sure he would go with Garrett. He might go with his assistant head coach, Patrick yeah, Graham. He might. Yeah. I was just saying, well, you have a guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And listen, I don't. I would not want Jason Garrett as a head coach of my football team. I've said that numerous times. Yeah, but, we, made, we made that one clear. Right. But the guy is what? About 30 games over 500, Jerry? 20-something mm-hmm. or 40, whatever it might be? Something like in that. In his coaching career with Dallas. Yep. Right? Now, he never got them to the next level. We know that. Okay? Mm. But he is an experienced head coach. Um, that you would think would be like, okay, Jason, you got to do these two games because why? He's experienced. He knows what to do on the sideline. As you know, Graham just doesn't have that experience right now to run a football team on a Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. You understand? I'm getting that. Yep. Doesn't mean I'm right. Judge could turn around if that case ever played out. If that scenario ever played out, which hopefully we all hope it doesn't. I mean, he could turn around and say, yeah, well, Patrick Graham's my guy. He's gonna do it. I don't know. We'll find out maybe in July or August. You know, if somebody like me asks him. You know, good stuff, buddy. On to uh, on to happier thoughts. Uh, Daniel Jones is becoming the leader of this football team, pal. And you have to love it. Look, he got some guys together before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Right. And now the other day, you know, with the assistance, actually, Cole McCoy in Texas still has his Texas connections. Uh, got reached out to Jones and listen, you know, we could use this field and let's get some guys together. And Jones reached out. Right. And he had a nice turnout, Jerry. Shep, you know, Darius Slayton, Caden Smith, everybody down there. They had about 14 or 15 total guys, in and out, maybe not at once, but in and out, right? Working on Jason Garrett's uh, playbook. Yep. Routes, reads, hot reads, this scenario, all that. Daniel Jones is taking charge, Jerry, in year two. Yeah. You know, taking charge. Charge. Um, I tell you, you have to like what this kid is presenting to this organization, Jerry. Um, I, I mean, what what more can you ask for, right? Um, the kid is all in. He's all about football like Eli Manning was. Yeah. Um, and you have to just love what this kid. His kid is stepping up as a leader, Jerry, big time. You know, um, and I think that I think that's a pretty good sign for this organization. And he, he doesn't have the shadow of Eli there, right? It's his team now. I know when you're picked six, you're, when you're picked in the sixth spot, you're going to be the heir apparent. And we knew that was going to happen sooner or later. Um, I actually I thought it was going to be very early in the season. Turned out it was right. But, you know, the, Eli was a legend, Lisa. Eli was a legend. He was still there. <laughs> the shadow was huge. He's the most successful, statistically, all-time quarterback in Giants history. He's a great player. And when you come into that, it's got to be very difficult to, even if Eli's on the downside of his career, he's still very popular. Look at what happened two years ago when, when McAdoo tried to do the stupid move and put in Geno Smith, which was ridiculous. Um, he doesn't have that now. It, it's And not that Eli was, uh, Eli wasn't Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers where he didn't, I mean, Eli took him under his wing, Daniel Jones. And he couldn't have been a, a better transition. But without him being there, that has to be huge for Jones. This, this really is his team now. Yeah, Jerry, listen, it's only human nature, right? And Jones talked about it. And he even admitted it, which I like Jones. I like that he did. He, yeah, it was kind of awkward at times, right? When asked about last season, he goes, but I couldn't have learned from a better guy. Now, Jones didn't mean it like, oh, I wish Eli wasn't here, you know? Right, right, right It was right. just that he knew, look, he stepped in in game three. And Eli had about, you know, it was benched and all that. And it was awkward at times. It's a, that's human nature, man. You know? Yep. yep. Um, so, but obviously this year, without the shadow of uh, the greatest giant quarterback, in, uh, you know, despite what you might say, Jerry, the greatest <laughs> quarterback in the history of the organization, right? Um, now he's not around. Um, so Jones, uh, you know, has got that burden. He, he's accepting. He's accepting that responsibility that the organization now has now put its weight on his shoulders, Jerry. Let's face it. He's the quarterback. Right. He's the franchise, right? Right. The weight of this organization is on him now, man. Right. You know, uh, you know, if he fails, Jerry, if he doesn't pan out, the organization is set back five years at least. 
until they get another kid in here, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, that's the way it yeah. works with organizations. If you fail on a number one draft pick as a quarterback, a uh, quarterback as number one pick, boom, you're set back years, dude. It usually does. It has shrunk in recent years, but you're right. It, 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 it still sets a lot of teams way back. You're right. And you have to be very, very careful when you make that pick because uh, it could be quite some time uh, and, until you, you get back on top. I'm thinking of the, the only other scenario where it didn't was Josh Rosen versus uh, uh, Kyler Murray. But for the most part, yeah, it, look, at, look at the Bears, right? They took Mitch Trubisky. Now they have Nick Foles coming in. What are they doing next, right? Like where they they are almost quarterback less, right? Um, so you you can think of a number of scenarios where you're right, man. If if you screw that pick up, you are screwed for a very long time. Yeah, listen, you, there's not many scenarios, Jerry, where you draft a quarterback two years in a row uh, right. where you're going to have the number one pick and you and the kid Murray and the kid works out. Like Kyler Murray is definitely going to work out, in my opinion. You know, right? right. So uh, so most times it's going to set you back if you if you bomb that draft pick. So and it looks like the Giants did not bomb. Uh, Gettleman did not bomb this draft pick. I think, I, Jerry, is there anybody you think out there saying, man, I, I, I don't think this Jones kid's going to work out? I think even the people who, like Chris Sims wasn't a fan, but now said he is. I think like even the analyst, the only one who doesn't seem to be, I believe, is Orvlos, or Lo, I don't know how to say his name. Guy from Orvlosky. Yeah, I think he's still not a huge fan. And if right. he is, I apologize. But... I think everybody else is like, no, I think the Giants got this right. And I can't wait to see what he does this year with Jason Garrett, with with Judge. It's his team with an improved, God willing, please God, an improved offensive line. I can't wait to see what this kid can do. And Jerry... We're not criticizing anybody that had doubts about him. We had doubts. Oh, my God. I, left the, I walked out of the draft. Right. So, you know, a lot of people are like, what the hell are they doing drafting this kid? Right. right. But – you know, mo- a lot of people are admitting, right? And that's that's the, what you should be doing, like us, admitting, like, wow, we were. I mean, this kid is the real deal. You know, this kid looks like the real deal. I mean, this kid is really turning heads, right? Yeah. So that's what you have to. You know, you got to hope that progress continues. The, I, I mean, this kid is Jerry. He is working his butt off. He added eight to ten pounds of muscle, right? This off season. Yeah. You know, wanted to bulk up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, How's his? Did he strengthen his hands? I mean, uh, I don't know why you got to be a wise guy in a podcast towards the kid, you know. Um, <laughs> I got to throw one in there. Right. Um, no, but I'm sure he's strengthening his technique. Right. Not his wrist, you know. Uh, I don't know why you got to be a wise guy. So, um, but hey, Jerry, um, I'm looking forward to what his kid brings to the table in training camp and as the leader now, right? No more Eli. Last year was training camp. It was Eli's team still. The whole thing. De- now it's his team. Uh, I just can't wait to see what, what Jones does this year. I really can't. Yeah, I think the surprising thing with, with Jones for me was how accurate he was. But also, arm is way stronger than, any, than I anticipated. Mm. And I watched, yeah. I watched him enough. Once names start getting floating, floated around, I mean, look, I, I'm not a huge Duke football fan. But once names get floated, especially during the season, as I could see this guy going to the Giants, you start watching him. I watched him in this, the bowl game against Temple. Yeah, he wasn't as he wasn't this accurate, and he his arm was okay. I mean, I knew he was quick; uh, he could run, but I, I didn't know he had the arm strength and the um, the accuracy that he showed last year. He's just got to take care of the fumbles and the turnovers. That's it, man. Jerry, when the Godfather said, "Um, hey, this Jones kid, he's got no offensive line, he's got no receivers, right? But build some talent around him. Right. You know, Gil Brandt. You know, yep, yep. but." Give this kid some time and give mm-hmm. him some talent on the, on the outside. Watch what he does. Gil, I remember specifically Gil Brand saying that. Yeah. You know, uh, he was basically saying, "I right, don't judge his arm. Don't you know? Don't don't be so quick to judge him in the pocket because the kid's got no time. He's got no talent yep. on the outside." Yeah. And you know what? He looks like the golf. That's why they call him the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like he hit this one right on the head, man. So hopefully the offensive line improves, Jerry. Uh, that, right now on paper, it looks like it's improved. Yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't mean squat until September comes, right? Yep. Uh, outside receivers, we'll see what happens, man. You know, there's talent in a slot and all that, uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. Needless to say, he's got a lot more talent than he ever had at the University of Duke, Jerry. I don't think there's any question about that. It's so, going to um, be interesting to see which one of those undrafted free agent uh, uh, guys sticks. I know you have right. your opinions on on uh, who you like. Um, 
but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It's uh, so the yeah. one position where we thought they could have added, they didn't, but they must like what they have, and they must like what they could get in free in uh, you know in, in, at a college free agent. So we'll see. Yeah, listen, there's gonna be there's gonna be openings there, Jerry. Somebody's got to step up, right? Yep. It's gonna. Be, I mean, it's not like this team is six deep. Oh, I don't have a chance. I'm gonna go right to the practice. No, there's gonna be openings for the play Sunday afternoon. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So I mean, and Corey Coleman now. Yeah. Is a guy coming back off the injury? Great opening, great chance for this young man mm-hmm. to show that hey, I'm back. Hey, I'm a former number one pick, yeah. and hey. Coach Judge, I'm going to show you what's up. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great chance for him, man. We'll see how it plays out. Great point, Chris. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley, available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and a number of other ones as well. So one of the things I do like about Twitter, even though Twitter can be a cesspool of vitriol and, and hatred, one of the things I like is you get these random questions right you get these random like hey all right name your two favorite this or two favorite that and one of the ones that came up and as soon as i saw it i knew what my answers were going to be and i knew i was going to get crap for it right away (laughs) and i i apologize for never naming who put these questions out so if you're listening i apologize in advance i forget who does it who did this one but they said if you could have two wide receivers for the giants and this is the key right they said in their prime because if it was longevity-wise, it's Amani Toomer, and I think that's it. He had the greatest career overall for the Giants over a career as a wide receiver. But right. they said, who do you want in your prime? And the choices were Toomer, Plax, Nix, Cruz, Steve Smith, and OBJ. And I said, Oof. <laughs> I said, in, my, in their prime, this was tough. I'm going with Plax. And Akeem Nix. And my mm. third would have been Cruz. No OBJ, huh? No. And I I was <laughs> waiting for the tweets. And I said, here it comes. And people came at me like, oh, how could... You're an idiot for not saying OBJ. And my thinking is, sorry, guys. I, I, I know how incredible OBJ was. But on the biggest stage... I don't think there's been a better playoff receiver than Plax or Akeem Nix for the Giants in their history. Mm. Cruz was incredible. And I love Cruz. It was tough between Cruz and Nix. You flip a coin for me. But, you know, I went to OBJ's one playoff game and it was less than impressive. I'm sorry. I stand by that. Akeem Nix was an absolute monster in 2011. I mean, when Belichick says it's a Cruz-Nix game, make him go to Manningham. There you go. When they played the Jets at the end of the season, who was Darrell Rivas covering? Wasn't covering Victor Cruz. He was covering Knicks and he shut him down. Rivas was awesome. But Knicks was the man and he gets overlooked because he was such a, I hate the, the term flesh in the pan, but he, you know, he had the injuries and his low, lower leg injuries and foot injuries that, that stopped him. We know what stopped Plax. But um, I, I stand by those two, man. And how about Knicks' touchdown against the Falcons in that wildcard game? Yeah, right, where they look you know? like they, they just kind yeah. of all ran into each other, and he outran it. He wasn't the fastest guy, but yeah. he was game fast. And he, I, had, I, the, he had the one in uh, Green Bay, the, the two touchdowns. He had the long one, and he had the yeah. bomb. Yeah, I tell you what, Jerry, man. Um, if you're going to put the whole package together, playoffs, Akeem Nix is right there. No question, man. That guy, if he didn't get injured, Jerry, that guy would have been a stud, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, I mean, he the, the, the beginning of his career was – I mean, he was an animal. He was a beast, like right. you said, you right. know? right. And he came, and like you said, Jerry, you know, okay, 16 games, you had 80 catches, whatever it might be. All right, not a playoff start. What are you doing for me, right? Right, right. What did he do for the Giants? A lot. <laughs> right. He right. was huge for the Giants, right? I mean, the, the 49er game, they literally, they collapsed on him and, and yep. basically let Cruz beat him. And Cruz did. Right? To his credit, right. Cruz had a ridiculous game against the Niners. And then the Patriots said, we have to stop Cruz and Knicks. I mean, he was, he was awesome. He was such a good receiver. So I put him, and I think Plax is number one for me. I, I loved Plax. When they got him, uh, I thought he was exactly what, what Eli needed. I, I loved Plaxico Burris. I, he was such a good player. He was fast. He was big, strong. He had it all. And we know how it ended. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. It ended on, you know, in, a, in a very unfortunate incident. Yeah. Um, um, probably caused the Giants Super Bowl. You know, but, and then Eli went from, you know, Plax, and then he got, and they brought in, you know, Akeem Nix and all that and Cruz and 
I tell you, man, um, that's a tough call. Like, I understand the OBJ because he set records with Eli, you know. Right, but right. these guys, these guys did it in the Super Bowl playoffs right. and everything, you know, Jerry. I mean, how about Plax's bur- Plax's game against uh, Al Harris? Oh, oh, the game in Green Bay was incredible. <laughs> I mean, they're just having catch. They're playing catch. And Jerry, I found out through somebody in the Giants organization. A lot of people know this now, but he he could barely walk that week. Yeah. He could barely walk that game, and then the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, when they beat the Patriots, he. He was really hurting plaques. You know, in his book, he said he couldn't cut right. The two right. passes he cut, he cut left. Yep. Isn't that amazing? No, he was really hurt. And yeah. in, Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, he could barely walk, Jerry. Right. You know? Um, so, no, nah, he was unbelievable uh, for the Giants. And uh, Yeah, listen, I understand the OBJ people saying it because the records and numbers he put up. But, you know, the, the Knicks's, the Plaxes, the Cruises, these guys, you know, the, the Tumas, these guys did it in the, regular, in the playoffs too, man. Right. Uh, OBJ had one playoff game and had two key drops. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Not, listen, I'm not saying the guy, the guy isn't talented. Of course, the guy's unbelievable talent, but these other guys just did way more, man. Way more. So, who, do, who, do you, who would you pick if you had to in their prime? Uh, I'd probably go Plaques and Knicks, you yeah. know, uh, Cruz, one, like one. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? What is it? One A, one B, one C? Cruz is tough, man. He had 1,500 yards that year. Like, he was a stud. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he, he was unbelievable. Um, and uh, listen, Odell was unbelievable too. But you know, he only lasted a couple of years and didn't do it in the playoffs the one time he was in. You know, so um, yeah. No, listen, I, I'm with you. I'm basically with you, man. I really am. I was also factoring in what Odell might do if he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And I don't know, he's capable of anything. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm throwing it out there. You know, if he's 15 yard penalty, who the hell knows? I'm sorry. I, I know everyone's gonna get mad at me. Go ahead, whatever. Tweet at me. But you have to factor everything in. It's not like we never saw yep. it before. Yep. One of the other things that was out there, and I think license plate guy put it out there. He said, if you had to put a statue in front of Giant Stadium, what would it be? Now, uh, you're going to get mad at me. If you go to the Stink, the Lincoln Financial Field, you see that statue of uh, Peterson and Foles. Doing the uh, talking about the that play they did in the Super Bowl, so it got me thinking. You know, you can't just put if you're going to put one statue at MetLife, it's Lawrence Taylor. But it's unfair to everybody. There's a lot more than Lawrence Taylor for this organization. So, gun to my head, if you tell me, I you know what, Lawrence Taylor's the guy. However, here's how I would do it. I would do this. I'd say four corners of the stadium, each concourse gets gets the statues. Right. My first one is Tim Mara. With his sons, uh, John Mara and Wellington, right, and 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 make it make it a make it a statue from like the 1930s where Mara's Tim Mara's a little younger and his sons are younger, uh, and 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 Jack, I'm sorry, it's Jack Mara. They called him John. Jack Mara. He um he had as much to do with the Giants and the NFL as Wellington. Unfortunately, is not in the Hall of Fame. He died in 1965 from cancer, and he's forgotten. But he was just as important. I say the Mara family goes in one corner. The other corner gets Lawrence Taylor. The, this is where it gets tough, right? I say you do the Tyree catch with Rodney Harrison draped all over him. And then the fourth one, I go Emlyn Tunnell. And I do that because first African-American in the Hall of Fame, offense on defense, um, was the one guy that I at least I, – I think it was only one person that Vince Lombardi brought with him to the Packers – Number two all time in interceptions. People don't realize this at a time when they didn't throw the ball all that much. So, Emlyn Tunnell's kind of forgotten. I think you, you put him in the, the fourth corner and make sure people know who the hell he is. So, those are my four, Chris, and I'm sure that people will disagree with those four as well, but that's what this is all about. And there you have it. I, I, put, I thought long and hard about it, and that's what I came up with, buddy. Well, could I ask you something? Yes. We did have a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. No? Right. We did. Phil Simms. So you yes. are not <laughs> – Phil Simms did not win the second Super Bowl. Right. Okay? Right. He was on the team, but he was hurt. Hostile finished the rest. Nice try, though. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever hear of a guy named Eli Manning? <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew that was going to come back. And I know I, I mean, don't I know people now, will do that when this um, is gonna be your act. Right. Now when people start ripping you on Twitter and say you're an Eli hater, you're gonna go like this. You ready? 
Right. Oh, I'm not. I love them. I got a picture <laughs> in my basement. Right? <laughs> but you have four statues, and you're going to put a Tyree play. We, how many times did we make fun of the Eagles doing that stupid Philly special statue? I, like, know. I know. Are you kidding me with this statue, right? I know. Because the reverse worked, okay? I know. So you're going to put a play, a passing play, although right. don't get me wrong, one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history, we know that, over an Eli Manning statue? Yes. It is... Can it get any worse, your discontent for Eli? It's the most important play probably in Giants history, right? So, hey, maybe we can we can settle on a... Uh... You want to just put like the McConkie play while we're at it too? Uh, <laughs> huh? Maybe we can settle on, you know, Eli far away throwing the ball and Tyree making that catch. I don't know. I just, I get it. I get where you're coming from. How could you not consider Eli Manning? I considered him. I used to make my cut. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. <laughs> How could Eli Manning not make the cut? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you have a point. Uh, you know, yeah. hey, that's why there's a con- there, this would be a consensus vote. And Chris. I'm sure 25,000 other followers are going to make their point <laughs> in the next few days. <laughs> Jerry, why do you hate Eli Manning? I don't. I don't. All right. Well, in my opinion, yeah. my humble opinion, I believe Eli deserves. If you're if you ever if that was ever going to get you know be done with the statue ever get created with the statue i think eli deserves one of the statues and i would like to see like the one we waved off the field you know after the miami game when he came off the field waving yeah i would that's like a to good see... one yeah i know that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah but just see i think about things like this while you're talking about miracle plays and and you know guys i don't even know what the hell you're talking about right so i like to see eli with that wave yeah that would be a nice statue in my opinion yeah Okay, the Mavericks definitely no yeah. question. The Mavericks got to be up there. Yeah, and there's no question. Lawrence Taylor, right? Right, has to be up there. So right. I don't know about the other one. I got to think about the fourth one. Yeah. Uh but I think Eli Manning belongs. You know, deserves a nice statue in one of the corners of the, in front of one of the concourses, Jerry. I, I'm not going to agree with you there. Um, once again, you're showing your bias towards Eli. Where it comes from, I don't know. You can't hide behind, oh, I got the pictures of my basement crap anymore. <laughs> okay. So once again, you're going to have to deal with the heat from the people listening to the podcast and on Twitter. Yeah. And Lisa, I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. Maybe you could talk to him. I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, this is the stuff that's fun, right? Like, I, I love talking about this stuff. And I, I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go with these four and I'm getting ready. And I don't know if Lisa responded to the tweet already, but I, I didn't, I don't think I, I don't think I reposted. I think I just responded to the original tweet. So when, when that happens, you don't see it as often, but, um, or as easily, but, uh, yeah. So people can talk about it now. Uh, bring it, bring it guys. Let's go. Let's, let's, uh, let's discuss. I guess the issue there too, is the, the jets unfortunately play in our stadium as well. So I don't know if you have to wheel those things out every game or what. The Jets would have Joe Namath and yeah, uh, Marty Lyons. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what the Jets would have. You know, so <laughs> uh, they would have uh, Joe, Joe Namath, uh, Evan Roberts, and Joe Beningo. <laughs> That's the statues they should have right there. Yep, yep. That's they, awesome. They represented the the broken-hearted fan base, and then you got Joe Willie. They have only you know bright moment in there. Yeah, nine thousand year career, you know. So uh, yeah, right. history you know, since you know nineteen sixty whatever. Right. So hey, Jerry, Eli Manning, pretty active on Twitter. He huh? likes to throw some of those tweets out there. He does, and then he's showing his memorabilia yesterday. You see that one, like all yeah. his pictures, and I was like, yeah. look at this, and that workout room. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, all those weights. Right. Uh, so you know what? I think it's great, Jerry. That what Eli's doing. Yeah. He was all business for 16 years, and yeah, now and now it's like, hey, everybody, now you're going to see, I guess you could say, the, the other side of Eli, or the real side of Eli, right? The, the yeah. jokester, the guy who likes to have fun, the guy who likes to break chops, right? Right. So I think it's great, man. I think, um, I think it's really, really nice. I think people are really taking to Eli even more, except you, Jerry. I think people are taking... <laughs> They're like looking at it like, oh my God, Eli's a funny, you know, Eli's such a good, he's a, everybody knew he was a good dude. What I'm saying is that look at Eli, he's a prankster, he's a joke, he likes, you know, people are starting to see that side of him now, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think everybody really likes it 
really likes it, except for one buffoon. <laughs> buffoon of the week. <laughs> Gotta bring that back. Nice. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Before we get to the questions, Chris, is there anything else you want to bring up that we haven't already? No, listen. Um... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It looks like July 29th, 30th, whatever it might be, 31st, whatever it might be for training camp. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, um, hopefully the numbers stay down. Hopefully we've turned the corner here in New Jersey. Some other parts of the country are starting to spike up again, which is scary, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we'll see. Hopefully there's some football in camp next month. Uh, you know, sports fans really looking forward to it. Um Baseball's just been a total and complete disgrace. By the way, does okay, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, does this country need baseball yeah. more now than ever? Yeah. Yeah, I I really do feel that the country needs some sports. It, <laughs> baseball really would have been a welcome relief to everybody. Um so uh, I to me, Jerry, I put it on Twitter the other day. Yeah. My kids, you know, uh they're finishing school like your kids and like a, millions of other kids and I, you know, always go, I always hit a few games during the summer, Jerry. And just, just to think that they might not be a season is an absolute disgrace. This isn't a labor, this, this is a COVID, right? This is a right. pandemic that shortened the season. And you would think maybe to put some Eagles aside and some right. millions aside and say, you know what? Hey, we got to get the hell on the field, man, because this country needs it. But yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all I can say is, Jerry, baseball, very disappointing. Uh, it's really, really disgraceful that they're not on the field. And it looks like they're not going to be on the field anytime soon. Um, so uh, very disappointing. But you know, dude, when, I'll tell you real quick. In the 80s, when the when the streetlights went on in Trenton, I went in the house. And that's, that's how you knew you had to go in the house. And the Yankees were on every night. And I watched every game. I, I must have watched thousands upon thousands of games when they were bad, right? Like their, their, uh, Rick Roden was, was their best pitcher, I think, one year. So I'm sitting there watching them like an idiot. And then in 94, them and the Expos were pretty much the two best teams in the league. Then they went on strike. I was so mad about that. I kind of left the sport for a while. I didn't enjoy the 90s run that they had. Like I was a very fan from afar. Like, man, I didn't, I didn't go out and buy championship gear. And I was still mad about baseball. And then I kind of got back into it. When I took my kids to Yankee Stadium, my, my daughters, they loved it. They, they were like, "This, why don't we do this more often? And it kind of got me back into the game, to be honest with you. That's when we started like joking around about Red Sox, Red Sox, Yankees. Sure, yeah. And, and then this happens. It's like, well, this is why I left in 94. Like, thanks for reminding me, guys. This is, this is worse. This is mm. pathetic. And yep. to not work it out, man, like, oh, I, this, is, this, is such a, this is such a bad look for them. So, Yeah, you know, and... It's just in a sport, Jerry, where, okay, we agree to something. We'll start up next week. No, you need at least three weeks now. You know, right, you, right. you got to stretch your arms back out, all that. So, I mean, it's July, what, Jerry, 12th, right? Um, and they still haven't come to an agreement. So you're talking, if they settle tomorrow, yeah. you know, you're looking at the second week of July. And mind you, they haven't settled anything yet. So Yeah, and I think hockey's what, J- July 8th? They're going, yeah, I mean, that's opening up. Right. The NBA is going to be back at the end of July. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a done deal. Yeah. Hockey's starting up in July. At least they're listen, trying. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know it's not one of your favorite things, Jerry, to watch, but a lot of other people do. Millions of people love it. Like me, golf has started back up. Getting people, more into it. Getting more into it now, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't blame you. And people are watching that. I mean, uh, you know, 
Hey, listen, they started up at the Schwab, Charles Schwab, you know, uh, uh, meet this this weekend, the tournament this weekend. I, you know, I was watching it. I know a lot of other people like, yo, I was watching it, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so baseball better be real careful, man. Real careful because if they if they lose that, if they don't play this season, man, it's going to be a lot of people saying, you know what, you. Yeah, right, you know? right, right. Yep. So. All right, guys. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley. We are on a number of platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and a host of other ones as well. So, um, decent amount of responses. So thank you everyone for responding. We have a lot of time left in this podcast, so we'll try to get to a bunch of them, especially since we skip, we uh, skipped last week. And hey, we Jerry? are we are working on real quick. We are working on getting another uh, ex giant to our oh. podcast as well. If I've, if I've worked the phones right, as they say, Chris. Well, you just read my mind. I was just gonna I was just gonna say that I was gonna say we're working on we're gonna work on bringing in another guy, and you just said it for me. So thank you. <laughs> there you go. If I've worked the phones correctly, and I believe I have. So. Here we go. From Joey Z, Chris, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get back into that building? Oh, the first thing I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. wow. Um, hmm. Well, I, I guess... mean, obviously, if you can, hug Banks, right? Oh, no, you can't. You're not allowed. <laughs> um, I listen, I'm just going to, honestly, Joey, I'm just going to take in the first practice, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm just going to be happy football's back. We could, you know, and take in honestly joey what i'm gonna do is just gonna observe everything that joe judge and his staff does and then we'll go to the plays after that you understand does that make sense jerry yep you know i want to see how they operate a practice how they run you know the whole deal that's the first thing i'm gonna do man you know just 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 uh, be happy to observe this new coaching staff and see you know what they bring to the table Jason at Jason Larson, MN, what's going on with Connolly? Have you heard any updates on his rehab, Chris? No, I haven't. All I did here like a month ago or two months ago was that he's on schedule to return for camp. Oh, nice. Very good. Big Blue VCR. Oh, thank you, Big Blue VCR, for getting us through this offseason because it seems like every day you put something out there, that I a game that I forgot. So good job by you, man. What a great follow this guy is. If you had to guess right now who plays at center in the season opener, who is it? Uh, he says P.O. Pulley. I don't like P.O. Uh, Gates, Lemieux. Or is that mm. person not on the roster right now? No, I think it is going to be. Uh, there are lots of strong DTs. Yeah, so who's going to play center? I think we both agree. I, I think it's I think it's going to be Spencer Pulley week mm. one. I think it's going to be Pulley, but I think Gates is going to challenge big time. Big time. Right. So I'll go with the veteran Pulley right now. Um, but let's see Gates, man. I want to see Gates in his camp playing center. So I'm not ruling out Nick Gates. Yeah. Uh, TJ at TJ O'Donnell. Who do you see winning the backup quarterback job? And who do you, and do you see them keeping three? I'm a Longhorns fan. So you know who I want to mm. win the job. <laughs> well, there's your boy. In my yeah, opinion, right. Jerry, your boys, uh, who asked that question, Jerry? I'm sorry. TJ at underscore oh. TJ O'Donnell. Oh, TJ, your boy. Colt is yeah. should be will be the backup quarterback. Who's going to be the third? If they keep three, I mean, um, yeah. I would imagine it would be. Ah, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, yeah, I guess I'll go with Rush. with uh, Cooper Rush for sure. Yeah, yeah, or Case Cookus, <laughs> that name. No, nah, well, you know, then they'll, they'll have to work out practice squads and all that. But I expect, uh, obviously, Jones, McCoy, and Cooper Rush. Uh, Lisa asked, who's the backup running back behind Saquon? We answered that a few weeks ago, Lisa. I guess you stopped listening to the podcast, Lisa. Uh, Dion Lewis is oh, the backup. Blame her? <laughs> I can't blame her. No, <laughs> no I can't. <laughs> Good stuff, buddy. Thanks, Lisa. Always checking in. Uh, Tom at TomLap66. <laughs> Two-part question. Jerry, how are the girls' dance competitions in South Jersey going this year? I don't live in South Jersey. I live in Central Jersey, Tom. And uh, no, can't, uh, dance competitions are completely canceled. Um, of the four coach, of the four coaching staffs in the NFC East, which one scares you the most, besides the Giants, and why? McCarthy. Yeah, you're pretty adamant about that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, McCarthy. Because Dallas. Why I say that is because Dallas has the most talent, and if McCarthy <laughs> brings out their talent in the way I felt that Jason Garrett should have all these years, they could be a dangerous team. So McCarthy scares me. I still say Peterson because he's like Andy Reid with no conscience. Like Andy Reid is a gambler, 
But Doug Peterson will go for fourth and one on like his own 30 because he knows he can get it against the Giants. Like, I just, Doug Peterson scares the hell out of me still. He's a heck of a coach, Jerry. He's he is. He's a good coach. Yep. He's Andy. Just, he, yeah. Jerry, you're, listen, you're right, dude. He's a heck of a coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, McCarthy, the reason why I went with McCarthy goes, I feel Dallas is the most talented team in the division. Right. And having that right leader, Jerry, yep. that could bring him, that could put him over the hump. And that's what scares me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's not like McCarthy doesn't have a resume, Jerry. We know what the guy has done, right? Yep. That's what scares me the most. If, listen, Jerry, if the Eagles and Cowboys had the same talent level, I would go with Peterson. You know yeah, what I mean? That's a good point. But I'm going with McCarthy because Dallas is, listen, Dallas I know you lo- hate they're, they're loaded. They got a crap load of talent, Jerry. You loaded, know that? Loaded. They got a lot of talent, dude. And if the right guy comes in there, which it might be. That's what scares me. I was talking to a, a, a Dallas fan, and he's he loves that they picked up Dalton, Andy Dalton. Yeah, he, I said should. he should. I told him I was like, you should, because the drop off from Dak Prescott to Dalton is not that great. It's not that big. If nope. there is, if there is at all. So yeah, it's a good backup, man. Yeah, it's a good backup. No question about it. Me personally, I don't get this. Like Andy Dalton has finished crap. The, the guy played with nobody last year. His number one weapon didn't play a snap. So if something happened to Dak, it's not much of a drop off, man. If at all, like you said, right? right. Dolan could still play, in my opinion, and uh, I thought that was a smart move by Jerry Jones. I, I was a little surprised Dalton went where he knew he was going to be the backup, but at the same time, that was a great move by Jerry Jones. Yeah, it was. Uh, Adriana Tashler in parentheses, Ayafola. Looks like she got married to Adriana. So I don't know if you got married recently or changed your Twitter, but either way, congratulations. If fans are allowed back at games, but sparingly, and you're only allowed to go to one, which game would you choose to go to? Well, that's a good question. I'd go Tampa Bay. Uh, you would go, go Tampa Bay, Jerry? No, that's what she said. She said oh, she said Tampa. she would go. Okay, okay, I got you. I would go opening night against the Steelers. I just think that I yeah. would love to go to opening game. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I would go with the Steelers, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sound New York at G-Man Fan. Uh, with no off-season training and the possibility of only two preseason games, how would you for- how would you both format those games? Starters need work. Oh, that's a hell of a Sal comes up with some freaking gems, man. Yeah, he's a good. He he, he knows. He's a smart fan, right? He's like, a smart fan. Yep. He is. Starters need work, but also, but also want to see how guys compete. Mm-hmm. Hashtag buffoon crew. Yeah. Uh, it's, if there's only two preseason games, I think. That third preseason game where the starters play the first half, I think all of a sudden that becomes your first, the first preseason game of the two. So, yeah, I think game one, you play your starters for the first half, see how it goes. Um, and then, this, you know, that you put in the reserves. And then the second game, you just play your starters one or two series, and then that's it. That's how I would do it. Mm. Interesting. Disagree. Um, yeah, well, phew, wow. You only got two games. Yeah, I, would, I guess I would go into the second quarter. Or would you do the opposite? Would you do slowly phasing in the uh, first team? Right. I would I would go into the second quarter, the first preseason game with the starters, and then I would do the half Yeah. and okay. the second. And I think that gives you a lot to look at the other kids, you know? Yeah. And then you're going to have to go by the scrimmages and practice and all that, man, you know? Yeah. So that's the way I would do it. Uh, good question, though, Sal. Thomas Marola at Thomas Marola One. Do you ever see Bavaro getting into the Hall of Fame? Hashtag F Philly. Guys, if you want your question asked, just put hashtag F Philly. <laughs> do you ever see? Uh, do you ever see that, Chris? No, no, Maybe I don't. Joke. It's, it just wasn't long enough. It was is. Yeah, it wasn't long enough. I mean, uh, there, there's guys that there's guys that should be like, you know, I know you're an advocate for Banks. All kidding aside, Banks deserves it. Uh, Otis Anderson. Jack Mara, like th- th- there's a lot of list of giants that because of their careers, especially longer, that that are deserving. And Bavaro, right. not that Bavaro isn't, he was a stud, but I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. No, he just doesn't have the numbers there when you're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but is he, the, is he the greatest giant tight end ever, Jerry? Yes. I would say so, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who's, who's, I mean, there's Bob Tucker, who was good. You know that more than me, right? Bobby, yeah, yeah, he was. Know, yeah, Bob yeah. Tucker, uh, Shockey. Mm. So, uh, NYG fan and CLT. I like this question. 
He's asking us, Marty Glickman, Jim Gordon, or Bob Papa? Which one do you take? Oh, I never, I was never a Jim Gordon guy. I never was crazy about Jim Gordon. Um, really? Marty, yeah, I was never really crazy about Jim Gordon. Was that the Rangers connection? or, or Yeah, no? probably because of the Rangers, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you uh, know what, Jerry? Yeah. When I hear old Jim Gordon stuff, it reminds me of my, when I was young, man, when I was a kid watching yeah, those right. games. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Um, but um, I would have to go with Papa. Yeah, Glickman's before my time. He, yeah, I don't know Blue Glickman. He's before my time. Yeah, I mean, he, he was big with Tittle to Schaffner and before that, but like, and then he went to the Jets. And there was a big special on HBO about him. I watched it. It was really good. But I don't, I don't remember Marty Glickman. Um, I remember Jim Gordon, like you said, it reminds you of your youth. And he would go crazy. And Artie Lang does a, a good stand-up about Jim Gordon, how many plays he got wrong. And as a gambler, uh, how frustrating Jim Gordon was if you're gambling. Listen to him on the radio. He scores. No, it's a fumble. It's out of bounds. No, touchdown. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. He, he used to get a lot of things wrong, you know. But he does remind me of a lot of good things, too, when I was young. You know, like obviously the Super Bowl and all, you know, Jerry? So, yeah. No good. You know, all that. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I go but you know what though. it is, Jerry? Yeah. Honestly, too. Yeah. He reminds you of the seventies teams too. <laughs> yeah. That's and true. I take it out on him. I think a little bit, you know, <laughs> and plus it's the, the Rangers. I get it. I, I, I get it. If, if, if a guy was associated with, I don't know, anything Philly and came to the giants, I'd be like, I don't like him. <laughs> it would take me a while. So I get it. Right. But, uh, I, I, I have to go with Summerall and Madden as my favorite duo of all time, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, me too. That big blue VCR, when he puts those clips on Twitter, yeah, and you hear Madden and Summerall, it's like, oh, man, I miss those days of football, right? Yeah, just uh, Summerall was that guy who could, like, oh, he's great. He could read, he could read a, a cooking recipe, and I'd be interested. Like, he just, his voice was so cool. Like, he could read anything. I love when he did the lineups. Loved, oh. loved when he read the defense. And he knew when to shut up, and he let Madden go, and it yep. was just—I I, miss—man, those were the days, man. You know. Yep. And, and they used to do so many giant games in the '80s, and I'll never forget Lawrence Taylor his rookie year, and Madden just raving about him. Remember? Yeah. Raving about yeah. him, man. Yeah. And it's wow. Uh, Big Blue VCR, do me a favor. Hit up one of those 1981 games with Lawrence Taylor, where John Madden is just raving about him. Yeah. Um, do me that favor, but I'll, I'll, I, and we'll retweet it and stuff like that because uh, those were some great times, man. He's uh, somebody. Somebody on Twitter said, "People of VCR is doing God's work right now." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just a couple comments I want to read. Only a giant. I literally yeah. almost forget this podcast exists until you ask for questions. We need more podcasts. Thank you. And then Tony Thomas, who's a huge fan of ours. Tony Thomas says the nicest things to us on Twitter. Need a daily podcast. First hour Giants, <laughs> second hour. These guys talk about anything else they feel like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peyton Combs. And Jimmy Vazel. Jimmy Vazel, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Coney Island, hot dogs are still the best. You're right, dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Jim Vassell, who was talking about... Um, Jim Vassell's a news guy, a uh, local news guy in Philly. But he's, a, he's from Jersey. He's a Giants fan. Yeah, Emmy Award winning or nominated? Well, Emmy nominated. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think he's Emmy nominated. Okay. Uh, he um, he posted that he only liked boiled hot dogs until he got older. And I said, I still prefer boiled hot dogs. And we were laughing. Can we get into that one second? <laughs> I knew it. Go ahead. Did you really put on Twitter that you still like boiled hot dogs over barbecue hot dogs? I do. Are you, is there something seriously wrong with you? I would much, in New York City, I would much rather go what? to a guy, uh, one of those carts, than have it on a grill. Oop, hang on, that's my phone. Let me hang up one second. That's probably Bellevue calling you right now to get you admitted. <laughs> I just hung up whoever it was. See that? That's dedication. Yeah, I would much rather go to the guy. And by the way, my ringtone is owed to joy for those of you who were who are wondering. You'd rather go to a sloppy dog in Manhattan than yes. dog at home. Yes. Listen, yes. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you this one last time, and you have to take my advice. Yeah. Get, stay off the drugs, dude. <laughs> uh, okay. Peyton Combs at I Am Pate. Has Jerry been able to candle shop during this pandemic? No, I haven't. Not closed. No, no everything's closed. Next I think, week, Jerry, I think, we're, I think we're good Monday. We're running out. We're running yeah. out of a blueberry scone. So, yeah. 
Anyway, a um, lot of jokey questions. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Mr. CRZ at Pomerone. Any more signings on site or just scrap moves? I guess any big signings. Well, and what's, the, what's the latest word on Baker? Greetings from Monterey, Mexico. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. All I know about Baker is that he's allowed to go to Jersey. Nothing else on his, on his uh, court case. And, Jerry, the only signing, I should say, it's not really a signing, but the only one you, you got to hope for is that Marcus Golden makes it to the July 22nd. <clears throat> yes. Right? right? That'd be awesome. It's like all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, we got a pass rush again. Yeah, one year, 4.1. Right. If the guy gives you another 10 sacks, <laughs> can't be upset with that, right? I'll take that. Agent X asks a personal question. Who would win between the two of you in the following contests? Horse. Shooting, shooting hoops, Chris. H-O-R-S-E. Who would win? I have no idea. How's your jump shot? Pretty good. Oh, okay, then. It, uh, I have no idea. I never seen you play basketball, Jerry. I don't know. Texas Hold'em, Chris. I'm terrible at cards. Yeah. I never, oh my god. Yeah. Well, considering I was a borderline addict when I was younger at Atlantic <laughs> City, I, I would probably win at that one. <laughs> Dude, I I could never play poker. I, I have the worst poker. I literally have the worst poker face. Yeah, I can see you like getting excited. If you had three of a coin in your hand, yeah. Oh, forget it. I'm horrible. I, every, when, they went, when everybody went through that Texas Hold'em phase, I never played with my friends. I was like, I don't want to give you my money. I'll lose. Arm wrestling. Probably Chris. Trivia. Oh, I don't know. You're pretty strong, Jerry. Don't go. I don't know. I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> trivia. Probably. It you. What, well, it depends with trivia. It depends I, with trivia. I suck in trivia. Suck. <laughs> Jerry so, Foley in a landslide. Trivia. Like that? That's my, uh, that's my, that's the clock tone. Are you lonesome tonight? There you sounds go, like, buddy. Elvis. That sounds like a massage parlor. <laughs> They're open too soon. I think June 22nd. Oh, well, I know where you're going. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, thanks, Agent X. I like those kind of questions. So basically we decided that the only one that's unknown is horse. Right. So I don't know. All right. Hey, you um, want to shut off that? that thing please it's almost done it's three o'clock it's uh it's 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 warning so here we go all right Madi offman hope i'm saying your name right chris and jerry if we do make the playoffs what would be the three reasons why we do hashtag buffoon crew you very simple it. yeah offensive lines improved defenses improved big time and daniel jones took a big step forward yeah i was gonna say daniel jones cuts down on the turnovers the secondary plays cohesively and not better. And I'll say offensive line. That's it. So very good. Tony Thomas with more comments. Tony Thomas, is a good dude. He really likes us a lot. Where's he from? Where's Tony Thomas from? Do we know? I, I don't know. Tony, uh, let us know. Tony, tweet at us where you're from. We don't know where you're from. It doesn't say it in his bio. Uh, let's see. And Big Blue VCR, where's he from? Jersey? Um, let me check. I'll click Come on, on Mr. Here. Twitter. You should be knowing these things. Jersey. Uh, he is. Okay. Hey, Ryan Williams with the next question. In honor of Big Blue Old VCR. Center? There you go. Ryan, Ryan Williams. Oh, All right. In honor of Big Blue VCR doing God's work this week. What is your favorite all-time win over the Eagles? Do you have one? I me? Yeah. Yeah, Jerry. 2000 playoff game. Yeah, it's got Rob Cobb in the game, right? No, no, no. That's 81. I'm saying 2000. Ron Dixon. Oh, oh, oh the Ron Dixon game. The Seahorn yeah. game? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what, Jerry? I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Only because yeah. the Giants, like, you know, they were bad. You yeah, know? I, was too, I was too young for that. I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They were bad. And yeah. then they made the playoffs with Carpenter that year. Yeah. And we went into Philly. Yeah. I thought we were going to get smoked, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Carpenter gets 100 yards. Yeah. And we upset him. So to a frustrated buffoon like myself, yeah. who dealt with, you know, a lot of crap in the 70s, Jerry, I'm going to go with that game over, over the Dixon game. That's fair. That was uh, the first uh, opening kickoff. Mark Haynes had recovered a, a touchdown in the, uh, recovered yes. the ball in the end zone. I think he was, 19, if you look at the, 1981. Yeah, I think if you look at the replay, I think he was out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those Long ones that... Thank God there was no replay because he bobbled Jerry, the ball. Yeah. A lot of people forget or they don't know. You may be somebody younger. Lost Hell paid special teams. I know. It was incredible. He right? used to kill guys on special teams. You had to see him. It was incredible. Could you imagine that? <laughs> it was incredible. I'm telling you. It was unbelievable. 
get out there, Lawrence, play defense and special teams. Yeah, he did. He played special teams plays. Crazy. He was, uh, we'll pretty, do... he was pretty good, that tell. Yeah, he was all right. We'll do a couple more. Zachary Gibson at Zach, Zachary underscore Gibbs. Do you think that Barkley's ankle sprain was overlooked when talking about his poor pass protection? That's a great question, Zach. Um, no, it was not <laughs> overlooked. But Barkley struggles in pass pro. He admits it. He has to get better technique-wise. So he can't blame the ankle for it then? Listen, the ankle was part of the problem last year. One of the reasons why he struggled in it. But it wasn't like he was good his rookie year and then all of a sudden he struggled. Then you say, okay, obviously the ankle is bothered. No, he struggled his rookie year technique-wise, and he struggled last year. And he's the first one to admit it. First one to admit So, listen, as far as stabilizing, you know, yeah, it definitely affected him last year. But he also has technique technique issues in pass pro, and he's the first one to say it. So, he's going to have to get better at that, Jerry, because he's not very good pass pro back. It's a good, um, it's a good analysis, bud. Uh, we'll go two more. Cicero Sampaio. You, you know him? Why should I know? <laughs> Sounds like somebody you might know. That's all. Cicero <laughs> Sampaio. Uh, shoot. Damn it. Okay. Do you think the calm that Daniel Jones has in his pocket in the pocket is really calm, or is it because he can't recognize the infiltrations? So is he Calm or oblivious? It's not a terrible question. Um, I think he has to work on some pocket presence. No question. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to go oblivious. No, no way. Okay. But he has to go. He definitely has to work on some pocket presence. And he's pretty. He's got that Carolina calm about him, Jerry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I love a combination of both. All right. Seriously, we'll go two more now for real. DP. I can't read this name. DPGIEG89. Best darn podcast. Thanks, man. What would be harder to... And Bob Sagendorf, if you want us to do the podcast, you can't keep texting me during the podcast. You know, Bob, come on, man. I mean, you know, I know you're our boss and producer, but if you keep texting us during it, during the question segment, which I struggle with anyway, you can't keep texting, buddy. Uh, what would be harder to believe? Daniel, Daniel Jones throws 24 touchdowns as a rookie or tapes a, it takes a big step forward in year two? Yet still, a negative, uh, uh, maybe that wasn't that great question. I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Um, here we go. Ramesh Chandra, which position will have the most competition in camp? Which position will have the most competition in camp? Oh, it's got to be the secondary, right? Who corners? Uh, besides uh, opposite, well, yeah, who's going to be the slot? I was going to say it's the people they're covering, too. I think, I think be- secondary and receiver, bud. Yeah, secondary. Yeah, who's going to be opposite of Bradbury if ba- well, especially if Baker, right? Um, slot is going to be huge, Jerry. Um, yeah. And I go and I go that receiver who's going to be like four, five, and six, right? Yeah, that's what I that's what I say. Yep. Emmanuel Manny Morris sending us a nice comment, a compliment. I'm just going to read it, not a question. Just missed hearing you guys. Best podcast, best Giants podcast out there. Hope you guys are well and safe. Peace and love, Pura Vida. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Guys, with the uniform questions, I don't think Chris and I can care less about uniforms, right? Every, a lot of people ask uniforms, and it's like, I just want to win. I don't care if we dress in pink and fluorescent green as long as we start winning, guys. I, I'm, I'm done with these uniform questions. I appreciate sending questions in, but I could care less. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, I'm not a big uniform guy. I, you know, I, I, really, I really don't look into it. I really don't care. Right. Um... All right, here we go. One more. I'm trying to find a good one here. Um, this is where Bob's going to say, Jerry, you probably should look at these beforehand. Um, all right, here's one. I'll throw one out for the Odell fans. Buffoon J60. I mean, your name is Buffoon J. I, gotta, I should have to ask your question every podcast if you send them. Do you ever think how amazing it would be to still have Odell with Jones and Saquon? I try not to, but sometimes yeah. it's hard. Love the yeah. show. I tell all Giant fans yeah. this. <laughs> do we ever think about that, Chris? Yes. Yeah, you no, I, I do. No, I admitted it last year, right? Yeah, like, listen, there, there was a point last season. Remember, Jerry? I said, listen, I miss Odell, man. Yeah. You know, I, listen, absolutely, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. Uh, yeah, abs- a dynamic talent with Jones. Right. Absolutely. Right. 
Tony Thomas also said we should be on the air um, on a radio station here, but listen. So I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, producer Bob Sagendorf. If you could, uh, you know, try to get on that, buddy, we'd appreciate that. Uh, up there in the judges' chambers. Chris, anything else you want to add to this podcast? No, all I want to say, Jerry, is that everybody be safe. Yeah, absolutely. It's time for everybody to come together. Yep. Please, in this nation, man. And um, listen, uh, hopefully everything uh, as far as the COVID, as far as what's going on uh, on the streets. Just, hey, man, I just hope everybody comes together, Jerry. You know? Yeah, uh, well said, well said. We need a lot more love in this world, man. Because it's some bad times going on out there, man. It really is. You know? Absolutely. So. I can't add to that. Nice job, buddy. Um, couldn't agree more. All right, everybody. If you want to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download The Giant Insider app. If you have issues, just uh, message me because most of you guys seem to have issues with it, with the uh, with the app for whatever reason, and I will tell you what to do and who to go to. So I appreciate it. Uh, please um, don't take that as a, a slight at all, guys. I, I really reach out if you have any issues, and thank you all for the support, the kind words every week. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we will work to get, uh, like we said, for the next podcast, uh, former giant as well. Anything else, buddy? No, that's it, man. Enjoy your weekend. All right, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.